for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, February 5th, 2013. This is episode 70 of Attack of the Androids. AttackoftheAndroids.com. That's our website. Check it out, please. I'm Matt Lee. Join me tonight. First, Shane Brady, while he still has internet. What's up, Shane? Hey, should I do my app pick now just to get it out You of might the want to, right? Uh, we got Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on? And on generous Skype's generosity, it's generous bandwidth. Eric, how you doing, Eric? But not on generator power. Not yet. yet. I'm doing okay. Is it typhoon season oh. there? It is not. It is uh, It is the end of winter. Oh, okay. And we're going into the hot season where I will sizzle <laughs> and, uh, and bake while I am on uh, Skype. Will we experience will this through the typhoon season? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it gets hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Look forward to that. Maybe you'll have your new Ouya to get you through those hot summer days. Oh God, I hope so. Uh, developers getting them so far. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them. Did you get yours? Not yet. No, but I might. I might have a developer one coming soon. We will have to see. I'm still working something out. I have my regular my regular pre-order, which is going to be coming whenever they release it, probably like in March or April. Um, but the developer one, yeah, I might, I might have a way to get one. So we will just have to see. So the one you're but, talking about was the $700 game developer version. You know they're how Kickstarter works. There's different tiers and, and whatnot. And this was the one of the more popular tiers, you could say. I mean... If huh. you want, or if well, you're going to develop games on it, this is the one you obviously would get. So and it they, certainly they is because them. the main reason is because they got theirs in December. Right. So these game developers have had it for about two months or maybe a month and a half. Um, and what I think is kind of cool is that they've had this basically like beta version of the hardware and the software, and they've they've made suggestions back to the Ouya team. And some of those suggestions have actually turned into changes that we will see in the finalized like consumer product. Well, you would hope that was that's the whole point of doing that. I mean, that and so that they can obviously get their games ready. Well, it it is, but it's it just what it, I guess the software part is not what's so surprising because yeah, you can you can just go in there and just say okay, yeah, this should be here, or maybe we should try to try to optimize this to be faster. But they are actually changing like the. Like the button and the trackpad layout, the like actual they're, they're physical making hardware changes, right? The hardware itself. Which does that just mean they're holding off as long as possible to really start ramping up production on it? They only, you know, created as many as they needed for the contest they ran. That was what ten people, and then a bunch of the uh, game developers. Mm, yeah, maybe. I I don't know. They 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 said that they were shipping. What what I had read and what I remember from the Kickstarter is that they're supposed to be shipping in March, and um, April at for the uh, for the pre-orders, so the non-Kickstarter uh, purchases. 
So if they're if they were holding off on the um, on the actual manufacturing, they might be cutting it a little bit close unless they really don't have that many um, you know as many pre-orders as one might think, which is you know. That's not out of the realm of possibility that they well, just have you can, so few that they could ramp up quickly. It sounds like the changes they're making is in like the controllers and that sort of thing. Maybe it's not in the base system itself, which they have manufactured, but they're holding off on the peripherals until they really get them dialed in. Because, you know, when this comes out, there's been a lot of hype, and they really want it to be something that people will take seriously and will use and that game developers will want to develop for because there's a large audience there. Yeah, I mean that that definitely could be. Um, I, we have one story in in the doc that's it's actual like Ouya developers talking about their experience so far, um, which I thought was I thought was kind of cool because it it sort of um, in my mind it, it it legitimizes like we see all this stuff happening that seems to legitimize the Ouya as a as a platform that could succeed. Um, and just these developers talking about how they are really excited to use it, how they see it as, um, you know, it compared to other, co- like, home consoles that you would plug into your TV, they see the barrier to entry for this one way lower and way easier to develop for. Well, yeah, it's um, like our our console, you know? It's like, all right, you guys all had your turns, Microsoft and and Sony and, and Nintendo. This is what we think a console should be, and it's open, and it's like anyone can make anything for it. I, I think it's going to be good. If they nail the hardware, it'll definitely be good. Uh, Eric, so did are you, you guys get the email that they stated that it'll be released to public in, in June? What's that? Uh, I got an email the other day saying that the public will get their shot at it in June, but that if you're on the pre-order Kickstarter, you'll get it before then because now they're going to be in stores. So I guess well, what June they did, they're shooting to be in stores. June is going to be what? Like the Best Buys and GameStop that we're going to see them for what? The story said like $100, $99 for yep. this open Android gaming console. Yeah. I wonder if um, if they're going to be able to be profitable at these levels. So, yeah, I mean, just imagine... Go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. Well, I'll just say, because, it is, because they seem to be developing this hardware very, very quickly, and the software very, very quickly, uh, are we looking at a time where you don't need to do the three, the four-year investment, I think closer to five or six, like the PS4 and the Xbox 360 successor. And then they have to basically, you know, uh, lose money for the first couple of years on the hardware and hope that the games pick it up. Well, and like what and the... This could be a whole new... Ask, is this going to be similar to the Amazon Kindle model? They could. if I mean, you could easily go that route and subsidize it with ads. And, I mean, that not that how free games on Android kind of work. If you're not doing in-game in-app purchases, you're seeing an ad if you're not using an ad blocker of some sort. All right. And it's kind of interesting in the in gadget article they mentioned that like, you know, this is this is important. It's a crowdfunded, extremely inexpensive open source game console. It's not exactly standard. Talking about like Sony's PS3 coming out at a $500 price point. This is $99. Like how much? How much do you think they're 
able to make this for and then how much i mean in order to make money at that price point or is that not like you're talking about is that not where they're going to try to monetize you know i had an issue with it saying it's only a hundred bucks but if you look further in the article from android authority additional controllers are fifty dollars each now xbox Runs you right at three hundred dollars. A controller is about fifty bucks. Right, and games also about fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. Fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah. Right, and then PS PS three is the same way, about three hundred bucks, and then fifty dollars for a controller. If this console is a hundred bucks, you know, and the how, controller how are they justifying of- that? Yeah, how are you justifying this controller as being half the price? You know, what would be cool is if each controller had a processor in it, and the more you plugged into it, the faster your Ouya became. That would be cool. Everybody (laughs) will be playing with thermal gloves on. I know, right? Just heating up, smoking. (laughs) Overclock controllers. Do you remember those aftermarket (laughs) controllers for, like, the Super Nintendo that had fans in them? They were, like, it was kind of like the NES Advantage. The Wave Burn? Yeah, was that what it was called? I think that (laughs) might have been it. Something like that. Awesome. It, it, no, I don't have so much question. of a problem with the. Go ahead, Shane. Uh, it's answering his question. Isn't the controller the most uh, physically complex part of the whole thing? I mean, it's, the you it's just gonna be a computer in a box. It's got the most moving the, parts, the, right? Springs, yeah, and so buttons I mean, and whatnot. It's the, the stuff that's least commoditized, right? Everything else in the box will just be commodity hardware and stuff like that. So, so can, even at that price point, they're saying they have legitimate hardware on the inside, such as processing speed and GPU speed, you know? That's right. It's more than just well, a GameCube in this box. Yeah, but the Google TV, I mean, that's 100 bucks. Well, and think about it this way. How many of those, like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, how many third-party, you know, aftermarket controller manufacturers were there? You could get a controller pretty much as cheap as the materials that it was made with if you really wanted one. Yeah. So maybe they're doing that. Like, if you want the official OUYA controller, you know, but everything's open source, so if anyone wants to make a controller or a gamepad or a zapper, like a gun or something like that for it, you know, feel free. I'm curious to see yeah. this thing out in a while. I, I I had no idea that it was just a hundred dollars. That that's a little surprising. And I think the hundred dollars comes with it comes with I know one controller, but I think it might actually come with two. Eric, you're gonna so, open yours up, and it's gonna be a Nexus Q inside. Exactly, <laughs> it's gonna be a Galaxy Nexus in there, just trying to play some dead no. trigger. That's all. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I know, right? Another idea for the Nexus Q. I'm just going to use it as like a controller for driving games on the Ouya. There you go. Oh, Steering wheel. <clears throat> from across the pond all the way over here. That's so funny. <laughs> so, and, it'll be interesting to Well, see I'll let you guys it... know if I get that developer one. I, I think that would be... I, I would just like it to see what Rev1 of the hardware looks like. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. And then to see... Yeah, that will definitely be cool. It's all see-through and stuff like the old school Game Boys were. Yeah, Crystal Game Boy. But yeah, we'll put links to the, the these two stories at attackingtheunders.com if you guys want to read it. It's interesting going through what each of the different game developers, like some of them are saying, like, we haven't even released anything on Android yet because we wanted it to be like a console game. So here's our chance, that, that type of stuff. It's pretty interesting. So you want to talk about while we're kind of discussing hardware uh the google glass appeared finally on the fcc filing which means possibly hey Matt, can we can what? we pause for a second can we go back to the gaming stuff oh yeah if um, you want we 
I wanted to. I put a story in towards the end. Uh, did you guys see this other Kickstarter um, game, uh, Android game console, the Game Stick? Huh? What's that? It's basically. It looks like a. Um, like to me, it it looks it looks like some weird, uh, like flipped around Super Nintendo controller or something. Um, but in the bottom of it, um, a little USB stick pops out. Um, it's not USB. I think it's HDMI. So you. You pop that thing out and you plug it into your TV and then there is your gaming system. So it's a controller that holds a wireless HDMI plug, basically. That you yeah. Can, that's crazy. It's and, at and game, it's, gamestick.tv if you guys want to check it out. The picture looks pretty cool. It looks cool. It's, it's $79. Right. So it kind of beats out the, uh, the ooh yeah. So the controller but, is doing the processing then. Or is the stick? Is the processor in the stick? That's what I'm trying to read now is the specs sheet on it. Specification, processor, R-Logic, something other, a gig of RAM. Hmm. I think it is in the stick and that the controller is just, the, it's just a Bluetooth controller. I like the blog here. It's got the picture of the guy standing next to it with his drawing. It says, stretch one achieved, $320,000. Thank you, Kickstarter. Yeah, so he's got awesome. the weirdest look on his face, too. He's stoked on this. That's cool. What is an AmLogic I... processor? Have you guys ever heard of that? AmLogic? No, AmLogic. I'm not a developer, so I know I've never heard of it. Is that I'm AMD? just curious how well yeah. something like this... The OUYA seems to have a lot of, like support like commercial support like it it i mean it's ran by these people that are that have been in the tech business so they they out of the gate had a leg up do you think something like the game stick could compete with that if it works well enough i could see the am logics are like um processors that have they're like dual core processors that have built-in graphics capabilities gpus stuff so that makes sense for this. This is the latest in technology and HD multimedia decoding, so it's all built in the chip, which makes it nice and small for that stick form factor. And it's running Jelly Bean. Nice. Wow. It's it's already has a leg up against like how like what fifty percent of phones out there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this stupid little stick. It kind of looks like the Xperia Play a little bit. It's got that Sony S kind of look to it. I I don't know why. It just made me think of that for some reason. It's all it reminds about me of like the yeah. like the classic Wii controller. That's probably what I was thinking of before. I'm thinking more of Sony about like Matt with the just the way it's slated and curved. Yeah, it's got that that feel to it with the Xbox uh, lineup. You know where everything's at. That's kind of Xbox ish yeah. with the two thumbs. Pretty cool, and kind of. I guess if you want to keep with uh, games, GameStop's getting into some mobile game development, which is interesting. I mean, the more of these big companies that get into this, the better chances things like the Ouya and and other consoles possibly will have. Did you notice that the the president of GameStop's first name is Sony? Is that weird? Like that's kind of weird. I was just gonna let it go as like one of those synchronicities <laughs> of life, but yeah, maybe that is weird. Is it a conspiracy? Sony Bartel. If they get hacked next, we'll know. Yes, it's the Sony uh, family. <laughs> Later, the article calls him Tony, though. Oh, did you just find a typo? So that sounds like a typo, gents. Sony Bartel. Uh, uh, nice. That's weak. 
Nice fan droid. Nice. Somebody's so, using he was, autocorrect. Yeah. This is spelled wrong. I'm just going to change it to Sony. Uh, but anyway, the GameStop... I think we should just refer to him as Sony from now on. We will. From now on, the GameStop president, Sony Bartel, announced that the company is going to open a new mobile gaming arm with its subsidiary congregate, which is also spelled wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> headed up by former Zynga executive. So these are going to be fun games. Uh, we imagine GameStop will act as a publisher for several mobile games and might even jump into the business of creating its own. Sony Bartel was never given a full opportunity to explain what exactly the gaming division would be doing, so, you know, who knows. This is this is an interesting reaction by GameStop to the whole mobile gaming thing. Because I, I know that, like, I read a story earlier this week about, um, I think it was the EU was looking, was investigating the fact that um, you can't sell used copies of your mobile games, and used gaming is GameStop's bread and butter, so they seem to be actively looking for these ways that it can, you know, embed itself into this mobile gaming um, phenomenon. When wasn't you know, from Game... selling stuff and wasn't GameStop a while ago the one that got in trouble for pulling those free coupons out of their? I forget what game it was, but it was some big deal, and they were taking the free coupons out for friend codes or whatever because they wanted yeah, people right. to buy more. Wasn't that GameStop, I thought? Was was it Mass Effect? That might have been it. Mass Effect or... Yeah, I think that might that was it. Mass Effect 3 or yeah, something? Yeah, 3. I remember that. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, we almost... I, I don't know. Personally, I expected more of a fight from them in, in regards to this stuff. Because it is. Like you said, this is their business model. Like, we buy and sell used games. If your games are APKs or in the cloud, like, what, what good is that? You know, I downloaded R-Type the other day. I wish I could just sell it for half of what I paid, 99 cents, just because it's crap, you know? They, I don't know. But that's not a good yeah. business model that will continue if, if this continues going the way it's going. This is actually kind of reminiscent of if you study the history of computers in the early 80s with the original stores. Uh, they would develop their own white-label computers in-house, um, they make a, a killing on it because they had the customers, they had the distribution, and it was a no-brainer. So this makes total sense if they want to remain in business. I mean, with with the used games uh, going away, I think who, I have who, that. Who, who buys? Who, I think who I have. goes to the store and buys that many games? Kids, maybe. I was with there rich today, parents, but I buy pre-owned. I got one. I'm pretty morning. sure I funded the GameStop in the mall where I worked at as a <laughs> uh, as a teenager. I think I got out of console gaming, like really console gaming, and started playing computer games, and that's when I stopped spending money on on games. <laughs> ah, that a boy. I know, right? Yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna be doing with my, my console, yeah, I'm, GameStop has made a lot of money off of me. I know that bastards but so you guys would rather go that route than do the mod chip and just rip your games because you can easily do that i'm sure with the 360s and whatnot you may not be able to play them online which is where a lot of those games kind of save themselves from you know right and that's that's why they're going to get money out of me because i do a lot of multiplayer right stuff. right so that makes sense but are they going to so be able another... to keep up with a game like Shadowgun dead zone that's free that lets you you know buy guns and stuff like that and that's how they make their money that it, like a free game that that's just multiplayer it, it seems like that model also is going to give them some problems 
Well, if you look at that, then you would have to assume that stuff like PlayStation Network is going to give them problems as well. Dude, all freebies they're offering. I heard a podcast today that said PlayStation Network shouldn't even be up right now because of how many like problems it has. And that's kind of true. Like they should have fixed everything that first time they got hacked. But instead, they just, they're like, well, we got to be up because if PSN's down, no one's being able to play these games. So then they go up and then they get hacked again and then they go down. You know, it's like, uh, that's your credit card info. That's your identity. 30 days without playing one of my games. I'll never forget that crap. Yeah. But would you be more pissed off if they would have been up in 20 days, but they got hit again and now your identity got jacked and your credit card info? Like, that's almost more of a hassle than. Yeah, it is. I mean, I it doesn't. You don't have that hindsight when you just want to play your damn game, you know. Yeah. But if if you've ever had to like renew a driver's license or not renew, but like get a new one because you lost yeah. yours or got stolen, like that's, yeah, that's a that Peter. whole thing's a pain in the end. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But I mean, they... maybe just keep Apache like up to date with the security <laughs> patches. <laughs> maybe plug that's all the your easiest thing. security holes. You know they don't know what Apache is at Sony. Come on. They should hire somebody that does. Did They did it one time, and then they, they fired they him. They were running some IIS box. And, and then they know. fired him, and then he hacked them, supposedly. I don't know if that's true. Spreading rumors. That's what we do here. <laughs> so so the, are the, any... last, like, the last little bit of this story, though, is they're also pledging $10 million to help independent mobile developers. So my first question is, how can I get some of that $10 million? I would love to be an independent mobile developer Man. and get some of that money. You're, you're the state department. Can't you just, recre- just put a requisition in it and get a whole bunch of stuff for the, for the government? Well, it's, <laughs> it's sort of the same thing. I mean, you're it, supposedly there's this <laughs> pot of money. Can you the state department? And- you know what you What's should that? do is just like build a really crappy like asteroid type shooter that has like a cat face and then mouse faces that you shoot at and then say you need money to develop this game further. Just say that game <laughs> development is a great way to uh, develop relations with uh, the people of Myanmar with China. Great PR for the country. This is the only way yeah. we're not we're gonna get China to stop hacking us on the daily is to make games with them. China, <laughs> listen, calm down. Well, I'm I'm curious if this is like the first step. Uh, I in my mind, it seems like GameStop wants to be like they they basically want to transform into the digital storefront for gaming. Similar to like, you know, Amazon has its own app store. Like that seems to be where they're going. And I got to think that this $10 million is, is maybe like their first way to, to interact with a whole bunch of developers at once. And if, if not lock them in via contract, at least, you know, start the conversation where they know that they can go to GameStop and get support and, and all that stuff that maybe they wouldn't yeah. get in a different app store. Yeah, but they definitely got to do something to put themselves on the developer's map. And $10 million says a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> it also like depends, seven. though, is it going to be divided up between 11 million developers? Because then, yeah. yeah. I, I bet that's a developer a have, will, will take, you know. That's true, Eric. That's a good outlook. <laughs> dollar, Glad I can be positive. Dollar you didn't have. Did you guys see this kind of uh, shifting gears a little bit, talking a little bit about security? 
And this lady, I I don't know, this lady for NBC News, she always seems to come up with these headlines that are just like, you, make you want to kind of throw your phone in the trash and like step on it and break the battery. You know, like what they do in movies where it's like, oh, they're tracking us. My phone's off though. No, you got to break right. it in half. Like, like Dale Gribble on King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so this is creepy Android malware jumps from your phone to your PC. So not not only is it messing with your phone but now it's making the jump to your pc a cross-platform malware if you will uh and it will open files on your computer as well as collect information from your contacts and gather photos among other invasive actions uh the guy from kaspersky says we've come across pc malware that infects mobile devices before however in this case it's the other way around an app that runs on a mobile device is designed to infect PCs. Have you guys seen anything like yeah, so that? So what? How many people hook their phones up to their PC? <laughs> and there goes Shane. <laughs> but we're not well, going to make fun of him. Shane. We're not going to make what, fun of him. What gives me is this screenshot. It comes up with a English URL, English uh, app description. See, it all is in some weird... Is that weird? Cyrillic, yeah, right? You know what? And if somebody clicks on that, they deserve to get infected. It's like you don't four stuff like that. It's four and three quarter stars, though, out of twenty three downloads. It's called Super yeah. Clean Smart. It's apps. called Super Clean, but yet it still doesn't even say install like everything else in the it says, says something else. It's a captcha, right? Yeah, I gotta click <laughs> on it. What were you gonna sh- say, Shane? Uh, just as attack vector, depending on someone hooking your, their phone up to the computer, seems really antiquated. Like, well, is it a new? But is it a, a matter of is it a matter of going through USB or is this jumping via Wi-Fi? Because that would be, I mean, everyone throws their phone on Wi-Fi. I thought it was through USB, but I could be wrong. It looks like USB, and it's because when you plug your phone in. You know, it automatically tries to connect like via. Oh, like, I so think the default now is like M- M- P- MTP. MTP, or MTP something. yeah. So if your phone syncs, basically you have a copy on your computer of what's on your phone's drive. So it's just, it's hitching a ride through the sync then. So yeah. if you're not auto syncing, you're probably not going to get it. It, it kind of, see, the, the headline and everything it makes it sound like it just has to be on your phone and then voila, it's on your, it's on your computer just wrecking house. Well, what about those? What about those USBs? The USB sticks that, um, you know, back in the day, you could put something on there, and all you had to do was plug it into the computer. Oh and yeah, it would you just write a you, you write an auto exec batch file that just auto runs it or whatever. Throw it in the auto run, and it would just well, run whatever. I, I see this as being viable because what do a lot of people do when they're at work? And they're like, ah, oh, crap! I need to charge my phone. Most Are you people charging? Don't have like a wall plug? They plug it into the computer. Really. They over USB, seems, yeah. That seems weird to me. Like, why wouldn't you just plug no, it into the I see the a lot of people doing that, but if That's they don't true. have the sync functionality, you know, most folks, at least in my enterprise, we don't want you installing any type of sync software. Um, you can plug it in because all it'll do is just run the, the charge over the USB port. But as sure. far as um, doing a sync, we don't do any type of USB sync connections at all for security reasons such as that. 
Well, and that's sure. true. At work, you're not updating your music playlist usually yeah. or anything like that on the yeah, workstations. Well, I'm sure there are lots of people doing stupid crap like that. Oh, I'm sure. And so, see, but then when you get home, I, I wonder, you know, how many of the, the folks at home are plugging their phones into the computer? You know what? You know? This is how Stuxnet got started. Yeah. Plugging it in. This is how Outbreak this is, this is like Outbreak, where it jumped from the monkey to the right. Damn yeah, monkeys. It's got a twin also called Droid Cleaner. So Super Clean and Droid Cleaner, you probably want to avoid. And this this thing, it, it's they consider it a bot just because of the features that it has. It'll send SMS messages uh, without your approval. It enables Wi-Fi, gathers information about the device, opens links in the web browser, which can open you up to all sorts of lovely exploits, depending on where that's pointing you. Where it goes, yeah. yeah. Uh, uploading the phone's SD to uh, just the whole SD up to the, the cloud of their choice. Uh, uploading an arbitrary file or folder to the server of the person or group behind the malware, of course. You know, calling home to the, the control center. Uh, uploading all your SMS, deleting all your SMS, which is why you should use TechSecure. Uh, and uploading all the contacts, photos, coordinates from the device to the person who's running it. So basically anything that's on the device, you're going to get uploaded to these these people. That thing sounds brilliant. Right? Unless they infect my computer. Yeah, then it's no good. But right now, this sounds kind of cool. It sounds like a, a thing that would just suck everything out of somebody's phone for you. So, awesome. and I noticed, I guess, uh, talking about sending SMS messages without your approval, I noticed the new version. I don't know if this is because I, I got, I jumped from the CM 10.0 stable to the new M, which is 10.1. And there's a thing in here now that says, like, under security, I think, don't send text messages. Like, if, if too many try to get sent at once, it assumes that it's a virus or malware and it'll stop sending them like it'll disable it completely which is kind of handy for for stuff like this if they're just sending messages out to a number that they own ranking in money each time that happens you know kind of handy yeah i gotta say 4.2.1 pretty nice there's a couple glitches i notice when the screen tries to redraw and it's got i don't know if you'll be able to even see this but if you're watching here, there's a kind of a lag when you first open your app drawer when you start sliding it. Yeah, it's hard to see on the screen, but once it goes like a it. couple times, it seems to work well. And I've already seen, I think was Eric, you put in, in the doc about the new 4.2.2 revs coming out. Yeah, yeah. You want to tell it's, us um, about that? It's 4.2.1, and it's rev, I think, like 1.2. Um, I haven't seen this hit my device yet. As far as I know, it's only in the Android open source project. They just right. uploaded it. Hasn't it hasn't been pushed to any ROMs or anything because it just got put there. Yeah. Well, I know what I'll be um, looking for tomorrow. Well, it'll take a What's few that? days, right? Not when XDA is on it. Well, <laughs> it may be in the next nightly. You don't know. I mean, those XDA guys, as soon as something is in the AOSP, boy, they are on it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't already in like a nightly of Cyanogen mod or AOKP. Um, but as far as I know, it hasn't been like officially pushed out to any devices, um, not even like the Nexus uh, Nexus devices. Um, but it, it's just a bunch of uh, it, it's just a bunch of little bug fixes. Uh, it seems to have a lot to do with um, 
uh, like the device going to sleep. Uh, it, it, I've seen like three, like two or three bugs that are specific to uh, charging, like when you uh, when you plug the phone into charge. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe this will take care of some of the uh, some of the weird one-off issues that you know, at least I see in a 4.2.1 on my Nexus 4. It's probably a lot of the same stuff I'm seeing on the Galaxy Nexus here, just weird little glitches that I'm noticing. Uh, I am noticing a lot less SODs. If you've ever had where your phone, where you hit the button to turn it off to put it to sleep, and then it won't turn back on until you pull the battery, that that used to oh. bug me until I Googled it and noticed that like a lot of other people, like it's a, it's a real thing and not just me tripping out. But I see a lot of like where my phone, the screen's off, and then I hit the power button to turn it back on, and it doesn't turn on. Like it waits like six seconds, and then it finally turns. But on. if you hit the power button again, then it really just gets miserable. I always thought it's, it was on, on the Galaxy Nexus. I thought it was just how the button was because the button. I don't know if you can see that, but in the side, like it's kind of like you really have to push it to get it to push in. So mm-hmm. it's not just me. I, I've thought about that whole wake up your phone and that screen takes a second. And I'm thinking, I didn't push the button. And then it's like, right? oh, let me close again. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes <laughs> if you do that enough or just randomly, I, I nobody really knows from what I've read what causes this. Or but just they reboot. just won't come back on. And then sometimes if you hold down the button long enough, it'll you know go into a reboot. But sometimes you got to just yank the battery out because it's completely just froze for some reason. Can't do that with my Nexus 4. Yank the battery out? What do you do in that case? <laughs> yeah. Is there a little tiny hole you push a little pin through or what? I wish. No, I honestly, it, if when in doubt, just hold down the power button until it restarts. Long enough? Like how, what's yeah. your record for holding down the power button? Like 10 seconds. Really? I've gone like yeah. 38 seconds on the G next, wondering like when, and then I'm like, as soon as I pull the battery, it's going to like start to reboot and just wreck it. But, it comes out okay usually. Hmm. You've never done that. Now, the, um, I wonder if um, Android has battery pulls uh, simulators. I guess that's what you can call it. Uh, in BlackBerry, when I had that, there used to be a quick pull app that simulated you pulling your battery out of your phone without you having to physically pull the battery out somebody recommended a while ago an app called fast reboot but i don't think that's doing what you're thinking it's what you're no, describing this thing, it would clearly it would clearly jump in there and wipe all of the ram you know yeah that's kind of what this stuff. does you hit it and it like restarts a ton of processes freed 68 megs but you know if your phone uh, runs slow and you hit that, I've seen it free up like upwards of 168 megs before, and then the phone <clears> seems to run smooth again. But it's just restarting processes. Yet, I've just been curious, you know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, if your phone's froze, you're not going to be able to tell an app to fast reboot everything. You're better off doing what Eric said and just holding down the button. I just throw the phone away and buy a new one. <laughs> Disposable <laughs> junk. Get this. Damn, dis- Daddy Warbucks. It's Eric's fault. Yeah, no right. one can get a Nexus Four. <laughs> I just stomp on it. Break it in half so no one can track you, and then go buy a new one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, before we talk about Google Glass and this, or do you want to just mention this, the the patent and the the drawing and everything and and that getting it approved by the FCC is an obvious important step to getting it out to people and the developers in, what, March? Would they say the date? March. That soon? 
I thought it was. Wasn't it next month? The people you know, that didn't last year at I.O. they talked about having the developer versions ready for I.O. this year. Didn't they say that? Oh, was it I.O.? So that's May. Mm-hmm. I thought, what What am I thinking? What's getting shipped in March? There was something coming. I don't know. The Motorola phone? Maybe that's what it was. I'm getting yats in this show confused. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, I'm yeah, looking at so, these, like, what I have to think are the finalized or close to finalized uh, designs of these glasses. Isn't and this I'm the, wondering. This is the same picture we've been seeing, though, since the first I.O. when they were well, announced. You, you know that there was, like, a, there was a story where, I mean, who knows if it was just, a like, a publicity stunt or not. But the guy that was in the subway in New York and he saw Sergey Brin and he was like, oh, he's wearing Google Glass. And he took a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. That had but to have I'm been looking at these thinking, can I put my own little lenses in these glasses? Like, are they designing it to where somebody like me, who's a nerd and doesn't have good eyesight, can <laughs> actually use them as glasses? That would be a that's a good question. If that's their demographic, I mean, they they've been having these hackathons in New York and Frisco. Like, you would think that there's a lot of people there wearing glasses. I'm sure they. I thought I read something about that a while ago after last IO that. They were develop- They were working on a prescription pair. That something that could be foot over the top of your or under your. I guess over would make more sense, right? Like clip-on sunglasses. Yeah, right. And then you just I flip them up. Beat up for that one. Just flip them up. You're not gonna automatically get- braid your ponytail and shaves your shaves your neck beard. <laughs> now be that awesome. would be healthy. So this thing in that would, it, that would be going to the it says they they're using a standard 2.4 gig. Uh, 802.11bg wireless radio, a Broadcom, which supports ARP spoofing, or ARP poisoning, uh, and low energy Bluetooth 4.0. Pretty sweet in little glasses. Was it surprising that they that the wireless chip is only B and G and it's not N? Mm, for power consumption, maybe purposes. I'm still not sold on the N protocol. Just and- me. And that? What's N? How much faster than G is it? It's only like another 50, right? And plus, it's most of your regular folks are not going to notice that. Unless they're doing file transfer inside of their internal network, which most folks have no idea what a freaking FTP is. (laughs) Right. But And are you going to be using... It seems like this would be more for connectivity purposes. If you're going to tether through a Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, not necessarily for, like, pushing large files through. (laughs) Well, I would just be concerned about things not... um... Like, like if, if if these Wi-Fi access points, I don't know what the default setting is on a lot of them nowadays, but if the default setting is to only broadcast in N and not broadcast in, like, a it mix mode... It should be auto-mixed, though, isn't it? Isn't that the default? I'm pretty sure it's auto-mixed, because that supports G and N and B. And A. And A. No, just G and N. No, not A. say A. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to jump on the bandwagon and say a letter. <laughs> or maybe that's why, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just B and G, or it's G and N, but not B. You figure it out. And N. Airbnb. Airbnb and N. And E. Sure. <laughs> but it would be. I see what you're saying. Like, if there isn't enough bandwidth, it's gonna make the the use of these really jittery and crappy. Eric. I don't know. 
Maybe this is just revision one. Well, I mean, yeah, well, it is just revision one. It's early. It's, there's no maybe about isn't it. it? <laughs> it's like revision wow. point one. Yeah, so maybe the next one will be better. It, but I'm. It doesn't matter. I'm just pissed that I couldn't go to IO last year and I couldn't drop down fifteen hundred dollars that I don't have to get one of these things because I'm so freaking excited about it. You know, if they gave them out according to excitedness instead of according to $1,500, like real money, you, you'd you be on top. You'd have one. You'd be number one in the glass cube. That's what I'm saying. And I would have had my Nexus Q very quickly. No, this is, I'm, Google I'm a little would concerned just that this auto, is going to be another Nexus Q. Google would just auto-forward you all of their new stuff because you are their biggest fan. Yeah, I love them so much. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking about, like, all of these people that are pre-ordering the thing, and, you know, Leo Laporte ordered them. Yeah, they got a couple for uh, AAA and, and just for everyone else there. That's cool. And it just makes me wonder, what are the use cases those folks are going to get out of it? Um, they're going to get to be not, the not first. all of them are developers. No, you know? but they're going to get Videos. to be the. F- Video views. Right? They're going to be the first ones to talk about it and to do the unboxings, and they're going to get the traffic for that. And, oh, God. I mean, Robert Scoble's going to have it. Yeah, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot out there. How many did they sell? Like 7,000, 8,000? What was the highest, what was the highest glass cube number? I thought it was in like the 8,000s or 10,000 maybe. (laughs) They got got some money for sure. Yeah. It'll be cool though. I mean, especially with games like Ingress, with Field Trip, all, all sorts of stuff like that that's just overlaying, I mean, augmented reality. We've talked about this before, but there's a lot of cool possibility there. That would be hot. That would be I way mean, hotter than looking like you look right now as an agent, supposed to be all badass in your mind, but really out in the real world when people see you walking around like this, like in the street, not so cool. Just saying. No. <laughs> I've been playing a lot, and I try to hack for my truck whenever possible. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's at night, then I'll get, I'll, get out, I'll get up on roofs at night. I don't care. But in the daytime, there's people out there that aren't agents and have no idea what you're doing. Real world. <laughs> real realies as we like to call them. The realies. <laughs> so alright, uh let's see, before app picks, you want to talk about Jelly Bean on thirteen point six percent devices, ICS on twenty nine, but still gingerbread still over forty five percent of devices. And this kind of goes into this article on Wired about how the wireless carriers are leaving millions of Android phones vulnerable to hackers because they're not pushing out these updates. How many security vulnerabilities were fixed between Gingerbread and Jellybean, Eric? 53,000? 1,000? <laughs> Does anybody even know? I mean, there's like got to be a lot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still use gingerbread, but it only connects to the Wi-Fi at a random time every morning for like 20 minutes tops, and then it disconnects itself. Man, I I don't know if it's just the economy or whatever, but I think it's asinine that that many phones are still running gingerbread. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought ICS was supposed to be the unifying operating system. For the Android so now do you, you run into the problem of legacy hardware. When do you stop supporting? Like what Apple does, they stop supporting, what, two devices back? Right, but look, so, how, how, 
how many how many howies are out there running yeah, 2.3.4 oh, oh, uh, 2.3 devices man they yeah. should be running out right about now right you would well, think this is this is the time though like if you think about most people that probably have a gingerbread device they're probably they maybe they bought that brand new they're, they're probably years. coming up on their renewal right, period right, right now yeah your two years are coming up that's an interesting point I mean, I hope I this thing maybe in six months and... it'll be a whole bunch of people on Jelly Bean. Or maybe those people will have been so fed up with their carrier they will opt for a non-contract service, and in which case and they'll end up with another Howie two point three point six, another gingerbread phone. Exactly right, and so maybe you won't see that number dip much below what thirty five percent, maybe. You know, and and this is why the iOS folks sort of point the finger. And laugh because well none of you folks have the same version of the operating system. This phone has gingerbread. This phone has eclair. This phone has ice cream sandwich. That's funny you, you know. bring up eclair. In all fairness, because it's the same thing for them. There's still 02 percent running donut and two point two percent running eclair. Eight <laughs> percent on Froyo. Like, you know, do you remember yeah. two two? Why? Do you remember two point two? That's 2? Grandma's phone. She never uses. <laughs> right. It's That's just that is. on plugged into the dock, showing its little alarm clock. That's all it's good for. You're an alarm clock. It is good that they got 2.3.2 down there at like 0.2%. It's down there where Donut is, but then 2.3.3 through 0.7, that's where you see your almost half of the pie chart. Is that what I ended up with on the Droid X? Was it 2.3.3? Are you on CM7? Because that's 2.3.6, I believe. The one I have is 2.3.6. I was on CM7 on my Droid X. Yeah, you're in what I'm on. That's 2.3.6. Okay. What was 2.3.7 then? I never... That must have been when we got our Galaxy Nexi. (laughs) Yeah, when we we graduated. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you, though, as far as a podcast player, Beyond Pod runs so great on that Droid X. It's awesome. If that's all you're running, it's a great device. Mine is still dead. So between between the malware that's getting onto your desktop from your phone and then, you know, just terrible updates. And, I mean, it, what's what's the cutoff, would you say, that a phone is going to see ICS or Jelly Bean? It's got to have a front-facing camera. So the, X, the Droid Xs are out. The X2s, maybe? I thought it had to have a dual core chip at least. So dual to, core and um, front facing. Yeah, but, okay, that makes sense. So again, these folks are walking around with some slow ass phones for two and a half years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All they're and doing is making it. phone maybe calls. The economy they and people can't don't upgrade really just yet care. or what have you. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But there's just, in my opinion, there's just no sense in it being this many gingerbread phones out there. There's no sense in it with all of these giveaways Android carriers are having for $50 and, or in my case, a Nexus for a penny. That is true. You can get, do those people just not know any better enough to look or I think it's a lot of what Eric said about the contract cycle. So after this, we'll see if, if the numbers stay the same, then we'll know why. All right. Well, okay. So my dad was on, a, he was on like an old LG Optimus phone running gingerbread. He just upgraded from that in December. And because that's when his contract was up, he was able to renew it and he got an S3. 
So I think that they're, you're going to start seeing a lot of this where they're going to go for probably the S3 since that's like the most popular Android phone right now, it seems. Um, okay, so and I guess you'll it's see this number jump. Say, I guess it's fair to say let's wait after the second quarter of this year and look at those stats again and see where we are. Yeah. yeah. And talk, talking about the, the malware and, and vulnerabilities and stuff, they're saying it's not. this is not an instant where we're criticizing Google for not fixing the bugs. Google's team will usually fix it very promptly and make it available to all the hardware partners. The problem here is that the fixes for critical security vulnerabilities are not getting downstream and reaching the consumers. So what you have, he said, uh, you don't need a zero-day exploit to attack most Android devices if consumers are running 13-month-old software. Which makes lots of sense. Awesome. Cool. My my Droid Two is a paperweight. So, <laughs> and it's running. It's running gingerbread. God knows why. One of the kids we went out and uh, submitted Ingress portals with. He was on a Droid Three, and it it ran Ingress pretty good. The Three's all right. It's dual core and all that. I think. But I'd say the Two, the X, those are all. I mean, use them for what they are. Now, do you think something like CM7 has more of those vulnerabilities closed than if you're just on your stock 236 or 233 or whatever? I would like to think so because they're hobbyist developers doing it for the fun of it and not for the job, and they look for stuff like that. And the latest CM7 probably came out long past the latest 236 was, so yeah, I'm sure a lot of that stuff was fixed, you would hope. Yeah, and some things are only vulnerabilities to Ice Cream Sandwich. Some things, you know what I mean? Like Ice Cream Sandwich was such a shift that um, there, are, there are some vulnerabilities in it and in subsequent, uh, like Jelly Bean, that wouldn't be present in 2.3.7. So CM7, I'm sure, is if it's that latest version of Gingerbread, probably has most of, of the security holes patched. Maybe, maybe that's what will eventually bring this to a close is that enough of those devices will get hacked enough of those people will be forced to bring them into places where they bought them and be like i don't get this and then they'll get a phone apocalypse i kind of it might have to get to that point people are kind of dumb when they're comfortable and so it takes something getting them you know really uncomfortable like maybe their phone getting hacked and all of their personal information getting posted online you know something like that all verizon's gonna do is just blame google and that's fine. Google's already preemptively blamed Verizon. So whatever. We know whose fault it is. It's Verizon's fault for putting crappy overlays on systems that they need to update a lot. Screw you, Verizon. That's right. All right, at picks, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Shane, uh, his bandwidth just decided. I'm glad Eric outlasted Shane this evening. That's kind of saying something Ha-ha! for Shane's internet. <laughs> Ha-ha! That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. Eric, give us an app pick. So growing up, I, for some reason, I got really into uh, falling asleep to like music or the radio or something like that. So um, I do the same thing with, uh, with podcasts nowadays. The problem was that I would fall asleep and the audiobook I was listening to, all of a sudden I'm like eight hours ahead in the story and I have no idea what happened. So my app pick is a little app called uh, Music Off. And uh, there's a free version, which is what I'm using, and there's a 99-cent version. I have no idea what the difference is. The whatsoever. difference? The 99-cent version lets you clap it off. 
Really? I don't know. Oh, I got it. Oh. Really? Yes. Try it, please. So, <laughs> you just I'll be trying to sleep and Melissa's just going to hear. Turn off. What are you doing, honey? Well, Matt said that this app you can clap it off. Oh, awesome. Man. So so what this does is you can set a manual timer. You can say automatically uh, you know, shut off after 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or if you want to, um, you can, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like, like the, um, like the fitness bands and stuff. You can have it use uh sensor data, like the accelerometer and stuff to figure out when you've actually fallen asleep and, uh, and turn off the music that way. So it, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't work with just one player. It seems to use like the the overall Android like pause music, turn down the volume, and it just very gently turns the volume down little by little until until it's till you can't hear it anymore and it's off. I don't know and if I, it's. I love this. Is it a psychological thing or what? But I think in my head, if I know that I'm being timed, like I won't go to sleep. I won't just like fall asleep. Maybe it's different with with listening to books. But like if I'm reading a book and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't I think I would always way. be wondering what time it was. And then I would never fall asleep. No, I've only, it's only happened. I've been using this thing for two months. It's only happened once where you've outlasted the timer. Awake when it actually, <laughs> yeah, it's <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's a great app and it's free and like, or you can pay 99 cents just to say thank you. Cause I don't know what the hell else it does. That's what you should do. Do you need, extra functionality to just pay 99 cents and say thank you it's a dollar eric seriously it's a dollar it's a dollar i didn't have says the pirate i'm just saying if it's if your app's good and it's a dollar i will on payday i will be more than happy to give you a dollar all right (laughs) which speaking of a dollar i got this great app pick and it was only a dollar you guys are familiar with the predator franchise this isn't like a Predator ripoff. This is actually Fox. This is, it's called Predators. It's actually, like, it's done really well. Fox, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, a sponsor. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's actually like it's not bad. The gameplay's not it's not like first person, it's more a uh, GTA 2 top-down style, which is pretty cool. I'm on Hunt 12. If you remember where we last left our predators in the movie, they brought some humans to their planet, crashed a ship, and now they're all stuck there, right? So, this is you being a predator and hunting these uh these people. And you can do different moves and you get different weapons. But here's what it looks like. Here's the predator. Are you hunting Adrian yes. Brody, or are you? You hunting are hunting somebody Adrian, after Brody. Adrian Brody. You can hunt him in night vision mode. <laughs> you can turn invisible, but not in the rain. Invisible, but not in the rain. Okay. Look at that. That and looks good. Let's be realistic. It's hard to like play it this way, but you can like just completely slay these guys. Dude, that looks good. Yeah, it's. It's it's pretty fun. I'm on like level 12 and you can jump around and just completely kill people. Cut their heads off for trophy kills. The more of those you get, the more stuff you can put on your predator. So check it out. It was 99 cents and it makes the predator noise that you know. 
it plays super smooth. Wait, on what was that noise? Time. I missed it. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ant, you got that pick okay. for us to take us out of here? Uh, yeah, I, I got Sleep Talk Recorder. Um, this was uh, referred to me from a friend. And what it is is it, it, you sit this your phone by your by your head. Hold on. Did, you know. did K-Dog give you this? Because she kind of laughed when you said Sleep Talk Recorder. <laughs> no, she didn't. Okay. Actually, it was, actually, it was Todd Moore. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks ago, and um, Do I, I finally talk in installed my sleep? it. <laughs> and it, it's it's pretty funny because you, you have a lot of people that are using it, and it's recording some of the dumbest stuff from people that talk in their sleep and make noises in their sleep and stuff. Because <laughs> I know I used to talk in my sleep, and I've always been curious, you know. What about now that I'm older? Because I was really bad over the years. Like telling stories or like hosting man, podcasts or what? Man, I, I probably He's asleep now. He's actually. asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty It's pretty neat. It's a, you, you have to go through and configure the microphone on your phone and whatnot and, and tell it, all right, I'm going to sleep now. So you hit the button and it goes into this little recording mode. But it doesn't necessarily record... Um, Things like falling, like something falls off a off the shelf or something in your room. It, it, so you train it. Like you train it with your voice, and so it knows when you're talking. Yeah, or yeah, it's listening for you in that proximity. I think you can only have it like a meter away from you, or something huh. like that. That's interesting. Yeah, and it. I tried it. I've tried it once. I'm still in my little beta test mode with it. And it caught about four seconds of noise out of me the first time I tried it. And it was just... Just I you snoring? Rumbling around. And that's another thing. Is st- this stuff is shareable. And um, it <laughs> has a log of stuff that people submitted. And you'll see a lot of weird farts in there. You'll hear... That's amazing. It, it's some crazy stuff in Does there. Does it yeah. auto-share? So it's like whatever I record, no, no. it's going up? <laughs> no auto-share. No review first. You can see it in the public yeah. stream like everyone well, else. Fortunately, no auto shit because that could be pretty bad. <laughs> that could get a But it's been funny just Doesn't... to listen to some of the stuff that gets recorded by people. I want I wanted to continue to try it on me. We like should I do said, a podcast have... about everything that you say in your sleep and I'll do the same and we'll see. We'll see if we can just put you sleeping talking like next to my sleep talking and if we can have a back and forth. Have a conversation. <laughs> have a conversation. <laughs> Doesn't it concern you though that you're gonna have like a paranormal activity moment where, like, <laughs> you're, you're like reciting Bible verses in the middle of the night, like while you're sleeping or something? It, that would just be really, really creepy. Me. I used to sleepwalk too, man. That's why this interests me because I, I used to sleepwalk bad. Did you ever sleep eat? No, man. I enjoy eating too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I do that sometimes. This is just asking for trouble. Do you? I, sleep I do eat? not this <laughs> yeah and that's now I, when i um shared it out to um uh google plus a lot of the people following me they were sort of laughing and they're like oh my gosh no i do not want this recorded you know this just like you said is asking for trouble and more embarrassment but this could cause problems in relationships yeah. i mean come on <laughs> yeah. well i mean i mean heck i was married for umpteen years and and you know that was always the thing if you get caught talking in your sleep the most deep thoughts are coming out and your spouse is going to hear it and for those that were having you know uh so who's Sharice mother you know (laughs) yeah you know and and I can remember and (laughs) 
I'll go ahead and say it because I know she don't care. I'm I can remember my inside, wife listening for me to talk in my sleep, you know, and, and I catch myself every now and then talking and I look and she just be staring, trying to see if she could pull some You dirt. know she was coaxing oh. that out of you, though, because if you <laughs> whisper in somebody's ear that, like, you can give them some sort of subconscious suggestion that will, if you do it enough and at the right REM time, you can get them to, yeah, you're you right. know... So and she's she, like, tell me more about when that. you were cheating on me. Tell me more about that. Yeah, she tell wanted me. to know so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there was never nothing there. And that was the thing. It was, you was it just was, looking I mean, in an empty spot. It was spot. all just mindless crap coming out of my head. Usually me cursing out a user. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I, I worked at this this restaurant once in the back, and every time the door opened, they had this bell there that would ding. And I swear I like had dreams where I heard that bell and Still I would hear, hear it in my yeah. sleep That's and I would, stop. like it haunted me. Yeah, I've been there. Pavlovian response. I know, right? Just, Just like cry every time you hear a bell. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cry and go fetch some slippers. <laughs> All right, well that sounds like a really interesting app pick. I would put it out to the listeners to uh, record yourself sleep talking and see yeah. if we can and- unlock the mysteries to the universe. <laughs> Post them in the community. <laughs> Post them in the G plus community for AOTA. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic. I'm going to continue to try it out, and trust me, you will get updates on it. If you see Kelsey posting some and not me, you can just go ahead and delete those. It's fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, is that it? Did we cover everything you is wanted it? to talk about, Eric? Is Shane dead? What happened to Shane's Shane? Shane's bandwidth died. He Aww. said, one more time, and I'm going to call it a night. It's hard to do the show like this. I'll try my Chromebook <laughs> next. Yeah. I'm Bye, Shane. Bye, Sorry. Shane. Sorry. Need bandwidth to roll with this gang. It's true. true. I learned that the hard way. We could have Skyped him. I didn't even think of that. Aww. You need bandwidth for Google Plus Hangouts. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Ant, thanks. You know, Matt, the only thing I wanted to talk about was um, <laughs> show at attackoftheandroids.com. Really? Did you also want to mention 406-204-4687? No, I have no idea what that means. That's just a phone number you can leave a message at. A lonely little <laughs> message. And check out the Google Plus community and the Facebook page. Except Ant, because he's not on Facebook. Not happening, I promise you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs> It's attack of the egg.